What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. Big thanks to have the Sawdust Podcast Network for having us on, and thanks to Fantasy Alarm for helping make the dream team together. What's up, Adam? How you doing tonight? Uh, doing pretty good. You know, nice day of baseball, a little basketball, working on the Week 5 rankings, so uh, busy as usual. Right? Busy, busy, busy. I did the uh, the watch list, the DFS watch list over at Fantasy Alarm, got that started, and that's up and running right now. So, yeah, there's lots to do. We uh, we wrapped up last night's Monday Night Football games. Uh, in yesterday's episode of the uh, of the Annie Up podcast, we talked a lot of running backs on the waiver wire. We did our takeaways from week four. But, uh, you know, with such a heavy focus on the waiver wire, uh, you know, tonight and, t- you know, Tuesday night and Wednesday night, uh, it's, you know, it's important to take a look. So let's uh, let's just kind of go backwards for a sec here. Uh, we'll talk uh, quarterbacks and, and wide receivers, possibly tight ends you uh, might want to take a look at. But to, to recap the uh, the running back position, there were a couple of uh, there are a couple of running backs that we talked about who would be available, who wouldn't be available. Um, you know, Antonio Gibson, if he were somehow available in your league, that's a guy you want to target. Uh, Cam Akers on his way back. You probably want to target him. But the four main ones that we were talking about, uh, Chase Edmonds of Arizona, if he's available. Uh, Damian Harris from New England, who just came back from IR. Justin Jackson, who's returning from injury. And Dearness Johnson uh, from Cleveland, who's going to be taking over a, a complimentary role now with Nick Chubb out. So just to refresh everybody's uh, memories here, uh, why don't you talk about, uh, or at least kind of rank these guys for you as far as who you're going after first uh, versus, you know, guy you just really don't really think is gonna is gonna prove any value. Yeah, I think it also depends on what you need right now. I drafted Chase Edmonds in a lot of leagues, so I've been extremely high on him. With thinking, you know, if Drake goes down, he plays a big role in that offense. And Drake did get banged up at the end of the game last week. I haven't really seen any updates on him. And I know he's been disappointing. So, and Edmonds has been mixed in because they are playing at a, a pretty high pace. So Drake can't play 80, 85 snaps. So they mix Edmonds in. But for some reason, it feels like Edmonds is getting more in a passing game. If you look at their points in PPR, it's actually very close, which is crazy. So Edmonds, if I'm looking long term, because if you need someone to start this week, I'm not ready to say, yeah, put Edmonds in the lineup. And I already have in a 14-team league this year, but it's not ideal. But the other guys, uh, it would be Jackson, Harris, Johnson for me, if I'm raking them. Uh, Jackson, I think. The, the concern I have with Jackson is the Chargers offensive line isn't that good right now. Right. Uh, you will. I think Kelly's going to get most of the work, but I think they will mix Jackson in. Uh, they've liked him. And, you know, he played 40% of the snaps after Eckler went down. Uh, Kelly had nine carries. Jackson had six. And Kelly had three targets. Jackson had two. So, essentially, it's a kind of a split backfield, but leaning towards Kelly. Um, and the two fumbles from Kelly last uh, the last two weeks, you know, if he has another one, that could just open the door for more Jackson. Harris, the risk is it's the Patriots, man. We've been through this before. He looked good. I uh, definitely had that nice big run. And with Cam Newton at quarterback, whether he plays this week or the week after, 
we know that's good for running backs. The negative is it's going to take away some goal line carries from him. And James White is in the passing game there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he could be the lead back. Uh, You know, look, what he had this week, you know, 17 for 100. It's 10 points. It's not bad for a running back situation nowadays. But if they struggle on a given week, the floor is pretty low for him. So um, that's the risk there in PPR is the passing game. And with uh, Dearness Johnson, I'm just not sure. Like, I don't think this is, all right, well, Kareem Hunt, you slide into the Chubb role, and now, Johnson, you come in to what Kareem Hunt was. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I know last week he had 13 carries, but they had 307 rushing yards. They had a huge lead, and Kareem Hunt was on the injury report with a groin issue. Now, you want to argue on the other side, say, well, maybe the groin still bothering him. They don't want to overwork him. That's fine, but... I just think that Kareem Hunt is going to get the majority of the touches. We might see Johnson mixed in, but they're not playing the Cowboys every week and running all over a defense. They're a very good running game, but I don't see them putting up uh, huge numbers like they did this past week, especially against the Colts this week. It's definitely a different matchup. It's definitely going to be a a tougher matchup uh, without question. Um, yeah, I think you're just, you're more bullish on Justin Jackson than I am. And I get it with Josh Kelly and the fumbles and the fact that he's a rookie. Um, you know, I, I get that Damian Harris. I think we're both in, in lockstep with, uh, for, for these, you know, for him, uh, could see good number of touches, you know, obviously with Jared Stidham under center for, you know, this coming week probably you know likely uh you know there's a chance that cam because he's asymptomatic they say that he just needs two negative tests uh in order to play um so you know obviously that kind of that that takes away from the uh the element of of harris um yeah i guess i'm just i'm i'm much more bullish on the uh on the cleveland system uh than you like i get it you know kareem hunt to me uh, obviously the lead back, but he's not a, you know, he's not getting like 20 touches. I don't think that, that, that he's, you know, he's moving into the Chubb role and, and Dearness Johnson's going to move into the Kareem Hunt role. No, I think Kareem Hunt stays with, with the role that he has and he's a great pass catcher. Uh, and you know, and, and he probably sees an uptick in carries between the tackles also, but in order to keep him fresh in or in order to, you know, keep this offense humming to the point where they can like that's the thing they get a lead they can run the ball um you know they're not no they're not playing dallas on a regular basis but for the same token uh you know they're also they won that game because they were able to run the ball on dallas and kind of you know kill some of the clock there so i think that you know when you look at what their their competition is and who they're going up against uh, you know, close game. They're gonna want to keep running the ball. This is just this is the offense that's being run. Um, and listen, and and I think you know, obviously, Dearness Johnson doesn't have you know the value. Dearness right now, he doesn't even have the value that Kareem Hunt had while he was playing behind Nick Chubb. Like I think he can. Grow, I think Johnson can grow into it, and I think he will grow into it to the point where he could push. Uh, for uh, for a 50-50 split in touches, especially if Cleveland's going to run so much. But 
you know, I mean, again, you know, that's that's perfectly fine to agree to disagree on that. You guys have to make the decisions for yourself. And, you know, the, the bottom line is, is when you're putting in for these running backs, you know, you got to set yourself up with contingency picks, you know, set it up. Uh, Chase Edmonds, drop player A. Uh, if that doesn't work, Damian, Will, Damian Harris, drop player A. If that doesn't work, Justin Jackson, drop player A. Make sure that you set contingencies up in order to make this happen for you. So, um, you know, I dig it. I dig it. Good stuff. Let me ask you a couple of questions, some other waiver claims that people are making, particularly for the streaming sense. Uh, Let's start off at the quarterback position here. Uh, There are three guys who kind of, you know, and I'm looking through the the quarterbacks and and who's available and whatnot. Justin Herbert, uh, he goes up against the Saints this week. Then he's got the Jets the week after. Kirk Cousins, he's got Seattle this week, and then Atlanta the week after. And then Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he's he's playing Atlanta this week and then gets Chicago the week after that. So favorable matchups all around here. I guess the question is, is you know, who do you trust uh, in any of these situations? Uh, if I need a quarterback, I'm actually fine with all of them. I'd probably put Herbert one. I guess the one risk is... If Taylor is healthy, what do they do? But he's played well and spreading the ball. Well, not really spreading the ball around. He's looking at Keenan Allen all the time, which is great for Keenan Allen owners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm I'm glad at least I have Keenan in one league because I wasn't very high on him. But in one of my last drafts, I'm like, man, he's falling a little bit too far. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong on him. Let me take a shot. Uh, and I've always been a huge Keenan Allen fan. I mean, he's he's been on my fantasy team, multiple teams, like every single year. And this year it's only one. Uh, but I was at least able to get in there. Um, Bridgewater's played very well. I thought going into the year, I thought, all right, if I'm in a super flex league, I'll take Teddy Bridgewater as my second quarterback if I really lose out. Because I think they're going to be playing from behind and passing a lot. And I've never been a huge Bridgewater fan Uh, We know what he did last year with the Saints, kind of just managed the game. Um, And he's not put up huge numbers, uh, but he's completing a lot of passes. The Panthers are better than everyone thought. I think a lot of people expected this to be the worst team in the NFL with the way their defense looked last year and the lack of uh, things they did to address the defense. And they're two and two. So uh, Bridgewater is throwing a little bit more downfield as well. And he had two touchdowns last week. Robbie Anderson's playing well. I think DJ Moore is going to get better. Um, and Bridgewater's averaging 8.1 yards per pass attempt this year. So um, Atlanta is just a defense we've been picking on. They've allowed the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And they're on a short week. So I think uh, Bridgewater's a solid play this week. And look, Cousins, I can never, ever trust. But uh, he's become better with the emergence of Justin Jefferson. He's got Adam Thielen. Uh, they're playing Seattle Sunday night. I know Seattle, we didn't get what we wanted out of Miami or Ryan Fitzpatrick, who still passed for 300 yards, rushed for a touchdown, but I think people wanted more. But they're probably going to be playing from behind. I don't see Minnesota's defense slowing down Seattle. Uh, So Cousins will have to throw a little bit more than he wants to and can come away with 270 and two touchdowns, which is fine in a streaming week if you have Adam Rodgers or Matthew Stafford on by. So I think they're all viable, uh, but that would be the order uh, Herbert Bridgewater Cousins. Let me ask you a question about Bridgewater. Does it not seem like this is like the total trap 
you look at the spread. Atlanta is actually a two and a half point favorite in this yeah, game. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, but I guess they're well, they're home, right? Atlanta, so they're, they're basically at saying home, it's but even. is that is that line not screaming at you to take Carolina? Like take Carolina, take the points. Atlanta's just been a disaster for these, you know, for for this whole season. They've just been horrible. Like, and I feel like everybody's going to, I think money's going to come in big time on Carolina. Uh, and it almost makes me want to take the freaking Falcons in this. Well, I got sucked into the Falcons in this same situation against the Bears. Was it the week after? Yeah, the week after they blew it to Dallas. Because I was like, ah, Bears are not that good. Atlanta's home. The one concern I had was where is their mental state? Like coming off a game like that. Right. And of course they blew a lead in that game again. Uh, so yeah, it's. Look, we, we've seen it. Some of these quarterbacks that look like they're in good spots and we roll with them and they disappoint. And then we sit there and go, oh, I should have known. It happened with Gardner Minshew, right, against Miami? Happened with Minshew. And technically, yeah, if, if you know, Fitzpatrick doesn't run that touchdown in, he was that was a dog crap day for him. It was. I mean, look, he still, he, yeah, he had no touch passing touchdowns, two picks. He did pass for 315 yards. So it could have been a lot worse, but – that's sometimes you, you take that shot when you stream, you know, that's the risk you run. And, um, you know, this week you look at some of the tough matchups that some of those quarterbacks have, you know, we like Joe Burrow, but he's at Baltimore this week. I know they haven't been like dominant, but that's a risky uh, Brady's at Chicago on a short week. And we don't know what his receiver situation is. I mean, I think this is the week that if you have Daniel Jones, you roll with him against Dallas, right? <laughs> I think you have to, but maybe <laughs> Again, one of these weeks, is Dallas. It a, is it a trap? It, I know. <laughs> I know. I have Daniel Jones as like my backup QB now in so many spots. And it's like just, it's it's sucking me in with that whole, well, it's Dallas, you know, but. Uh, it's like one of these week Dallas is actually going to only give up 25 points, right? Instead of 40. Um, right. And it's going to be like, you know, like two Wayne Gallman rushing touchdowns. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Yeah, it is. It's going to be like that. And like Golden Tate's going to score a touchdown. You know, you're like, what the hell am I doing here? But remember, too, you know, if you have Carson Wentz, you just don't you can't play him right now. You know, I know no, he no, was definitely not right. So that's a guy that you were counting on that gets pushed down. He's at Pittsburgh. Rogers was everyone was starting. He's off. Stafford is in that 12 to 15 range. He's off. So got to push some guys up. And it looks like the Herbert Jones, Bridgewater cousins are in that group. Now, maybe someone dropped Garoppolo, but I don't know if he's going to be back this week. He has Miami. That offense looks like it's going to be better with Kittle, more Debo Samuel, Ayuk. We saw that tremendous leap that he had over defender. But you can't really count on him for this week right now. So I am streaming in leagues, and I am looking at starting some of these guys. So I'm doing it myself. Uh, you know, this this is a year where it sucks to not have one of those – top six quarterbacks <laughs> right i mean well look mahomes and lamar was never taken at their price right but Dak, wilson allen and kyla murray i mean they were affordable I mean, you're talking fifth sixth seventh round depending on your draft you know i i should have dipped in a little more i did it in best ball because i have russell wilson and Dak in a couple i don't know if i have kyler so in best ball i was more willing to do it i'm like oh it's round seven yeah i'm taking russell wilson here 
but I didn't do it in a redraft league. I just, I don't know. Uh, it kind of sucks. Still a long season, and maybe some of these other guys come through, but the way we're seeing the total so high and what these guys are doing on the ground in addition, and Dallas, Dallas is basically playing like, you know, their pace like an extra quarter compared to other teams. Yeah. That's why these stats are ridiculous for them. Sometimes that waiting on QB strategy doesn't really always pay off. I'm in the same boat as you. I've got, I actually, I probably have a few more shares of like a Josh Allen or a Kyler Murray uh, in in some seasonal leagues. But I have a, a few leagues actually where um, where I'm doing the streaming thing also. And it's like you know, and it's even it's it's an important leagues. You know, it's like the the fish league. I'm streaming QBs in here right now, and Herbert Cousins and Bridgewater. I have uh, three waiver claims in to drop Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, and to grab these three guys. Funny enough, I put it in the exact same order as you with Herbert, Bridgewater, uh, and then Cousins. Finally, so yeah, it's it, I agree with you. It's this this would have been a, a nice, a much easier year uh, if if I didn't in, if I inv- invested more. Uh, and, and look, so, it's it's only four games too. Like right. you know, maybe maybe Daniel Jones does turn it around. We all knew. I mean, I, I talked about it endlessly uh, on the alarm after hours. I'm like, look, I like Daniel Jones, but keep in mind, if you look at his first four games, it's going to be a rough start. And oh, some yeah. people, some people will drop, will, might have dropped them after the first two weeks or after week three. It didn't look ahead. Uh, Wentz obviously has just dealt with so many injuries on the offensive line to his receiving core. Got it out, and he's looked terrible. Uh, but you know, maybe Ben Roethlisberger turns it around. You know, I have him in a few leagues, uh, and I have Burrow in quite a few. He's been good so far. Just tough to start him this week at Baltimore. And some of these other guys who don't run have just been up and down. So, so far, it looks like, you know, if you have Wilson, I mean, Lamar has been a disappointment so far. You know, he has not lived up to where people drafted him. No, I think, you know, and the only person who's really upset about that right now is Scotty Engel. <laughs> yeah, but I'm in a couple leagues with him. He's still doing well. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, did well, you, because did you he killed him because he, he, waited, he waited on running back and he's avoided all these injuries. I guess so. You're right. Jeez. And Chris Carson, <laughs> all, the, all the Seahawks are going off. So he's in paradise. Oh, jeez, that's right. <laughs> uh, but now, yeah, listen, you know, and, and listen, Mahomes hasn't been lighting it up every single week either. It's just the stability that you get from these guys. That's really what you're kind of uh, puts you a little bit more at ease. You know, you just see Set it and forget it with these guys. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I, had right, a nice, so, I had the Wilson Dak combo last year. It was so much fun. Uh, I wish I had it this year again, but the price was way higher this year. There was no way you were getting both unless you wanted to take one in round six, one in round seven. And uh, as we know, that is a stupid strategy, but I see people still employ it. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I don't get it. I definitely don't get it. Um, all right. So quarterbacks who are out on the waiver wire we've got those three locked in right now as uh, as three of the better we've hit you with the running backs we want to get to some wide receiver talk before we do that though uh i'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor monkey knife fight the dfs site you should be playing on not sure why you're not if you aren't and here's why do you like to play daily fantasy sports 
then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, let's get to the waiver wire here for... Uh, wide receivers. I got I, to be perfectly honest, dude. The wide receiver market right now is so blah. Like, yes, I agree. You had mentioned Ayuk before. That's a guy who could be still available. Um, Greg Ward, T. Higgins, Tim Patch. I mean, these names are not. These aren't exciting names at all. Um, what? Well, give me your thoughts on some wide receivers who you might be looking at. Yeah, it's a bad week for a receiver. Uh, I mean, if T. Higgins is there, I would pick him up. He seems like he's kind of passing A.J. Green. Don't want to give up on him. Well, I have no A.J. Green, and uh, I know you weren't in on him. We took the uh, under prop, so that one's looking good so far. Uh, I guess Tim Patrick's not terrible. Uh, You figure Judy's going to get a lot of attention. Patrick's been solid for a couple weeks, especially if K.J. Hamler's out. Uh, I have to think Scotty Miller's gone by now. I know he's banged up too. Justin Watson, Tampa Bay plays Thursday, but they got a tough matchup against Chicago. Zach Pascal, hold on while I take a nap. Not excited about that. (laughs) Oh, Zach. I mean, just this Colts offense is just so boring, man. And I I thought before the year, I'm like, all right, they have a great offensive line. They're just going to run the ball, have Rivers manage the game. You don't want Rivers to just go out there and start throwing wounded ducks. That's exactly what's happened, and their defense has been good. Uh, let's see. Maybe Isaiah Ford. Uh, Darnell Mooney. I mean, it's bad. I mean, oh, is, how do you, Zacchaeus? Is that how you say the guy's name from yeah, Atlanta? Yeah, Zacchaeus from uh, Yeah, he's, from he, you know, he looked, he looked pretty good, and Julio Jones is going to miss some time. Look, Calvin Ridley's not going to only get five targets again. Um, and I know Gage is there too, but they're going to be taking – Shots again, these are for deep leagues. Maybe, how about your boy Jeff Smith from the Jets? <laughs> <laughs> he looked pretty I'd rather, good. Last I'd rather week. wait for Vincent Smith to come off the IR. I'm hoping Rashard Perriman comes back soon, man. Uh, yeah, I would not that I, I uh, that too. What about I think I've um, caught him in a lot of leagues, though. What about some of the darlings that everybody buzzes about? LaVisca Chanel. Oh, I love to. Oh, LaVisca's if he's available, he'd be the first man. Yeah. I like him. I have him in several leagues. I start. Man, I, at first, I'm sitting there watching the games last week, and I played LaVisca over Antonio Gibson in the flex for our GST league, and I see Gibson putting up yards in the past game, scored a touchdown, and I wanted to cry. 
And then I saw LaVisca doing his thing, and he came through. I, Gibson had 22, LaVisca had 14. So not terrible, but I'm like, damn, man, why don't I just roll with Gibson? He's going to get the volume. But LaVisca's look good. Um, and we know Jacksonville's going to be passing quite a bit. So, yeah, LaVisca, of all the guys we spoke about, is if he's out there for sure, that would be my number one. All right, right on, right on. What about uh, any thoughts on Nikhil Harry? Yeah, I think it'll be better with Cam, but he's just not making any big plays. He doesn't get open, so he's all right. I, I would think he's – isn't he rostered more than a lot of these guys? Um, You know, I mean, some of these guys are. These are – you know, I'm just kind of going through – you know, I'm going through like a cross-section of, of the league – and, uh, you know, of, of all of my leagues and just trying to pluck names out, you know, because, I mean, I don't play in any 10-team leagues. Yeah, so, me neither. you know, I got to, like, go across, you know, you can't sit there and just rely on, on all the industry leagues that we're in because Correct. we have people who really, you know, hunt and mine, you know, these these players. But, you know, when I'm like, you know, like, let's say the Dirty Laundry League that I run, uh, you know, it's husbands and wives and, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a fun league to be in but you know people aren't as crazed about the waiver wire even though there's like me you know like justin mason's in there um you know uh leor rabe from uh from rotoballer he's there um but you know like no nobody's like crazy intense and so you know you look and see some of the guys who are available in in leagues like that because i think that probably gives me as close to a view of a of a 10 teamer as as possible that makes sense yeah i mean hunter renfro maybe i see 41 yeah, percent yeah, yeah, in yeah. yahoo i like that i like that yeah one. you know he's been getting the targets rugs uh has missed a couple games edwards is out so uh i think rugs probably will miss another game i believe so renfro has uh 17 targets the last couple weeks without rugs they should be playing from behind against the chiefs so Re- uh, renfro they did not hit Renfro enough last week against the Bills. Yeah, dude, I was watching that game, and I I'm understand like, that. are you going to throw to this guy or what? It was amazing. Amazing how they wouldn't throw to him. And I was like, I don't know, maybe the Bills are like, you know, they've got this, you know, slot receiver, you know, slot corner is on him. Maybe, you know, they're running packages where he's a little bit more bottled up. Maybe they, like, you know, kind of tried to hone in on that, realizing that everybody in their grandma sees uh, this hole in your defense that the slot receiver is killing it. Like, unless that was was a reason for, for coverage or something, um, I don't know, man, because I was, I was very, very disappointed in the lack of targets going uh, Renfro's way. Very Me disappointed. Too. Me too. As someone who played him uh, in, I think, just my home league, and I'm just sitting there, like, trying to play catch-up, and I see – him and Allen Robinson, because Robinson was sitting on two for thirty-two going into the fourth quarter. Right, and I see, I see that. I see Renfro. I'm like, man, am I really just not going to get anything out of these guys? And they both finish with, uh, I mean, Robinson obviously a way better day, but I think Renfro still did he get he got close to double digits in PPR, right? He got like nine, ten, eleven. I forgot offhand, something like that. Yeah, I but it was we expected better. Was. We expected better. We yeah, we definitely did. Um, you know, and I'll say this because you know, I mean, again, like you said, the the wide receiver core this week for for waivers really not that pretty. There's nothing like again, it's all about the running backs this week. 
um, especially, you know, obviously in the wake of a Chubb and Eckler going down, uh, but just even the quality of players who you're going to get to utilize uh, on a regular basis. What I do love, and I'll do it this week, like even more intently, is look at who everybody is dropping. Like, this is a week where it's like, I even got a question from somebody who was like, I lost Nick Chubb. Should I drop Malcolm Brown to pick up Dearness Johnson? And I'm like, you need running back help. Why would you drop a guy who's already getting touches who you might be able to use? Like, and so, you know, with, when that tweaks in, when somebody says something like that to me, it immediately makes me think, all right, this is where... I'm going to be able to like mine for value with dropped guys, maybe like after waivers kicks off or, you know, the guy clears uh, and I can grab him on like Saturday, who knows, but I'm looking for a lot of guys. Like I know people are going to drop Marvin Jones and that's actually a guy I want to stash. Um, I have Marvin Jones. I want to drop him, but I won't. And at least I have him. Uh, I will give him a little more time, but I am, getting concerned his targets have gone down without with Galladay on the field you got to hope this bye week that the lions wake the hell up man i mean this is this is a joke with uh patricia that's another coach who's done a terrible job so yeah i'll hold him but i won't be starting him yeah i'm not going to start him either you know and i'm going to hold him in in every league that i still have him i just think that you know we're going to end up you know, like somebody's going to drop them and I'm going to be like, I need this guy. I, I want this guy. Um, if someone drops AJ Green, are you picking him? No, up? <laughs> no. Come on, man. That would be terrible. AJ Green piece of crap. Oh, my God. Why do you why do you got to do that to me? You try to insane. I'm just me. asking. I'm trying to get a gauge yeah. of where you're at. I'm just, dude, listen, I told people in like week three or four last year to drop A.J. Green because he's not going to do anything for you. And everybody's like, oh, well, no big deal. You know, it's like worth the upside. Is it really worth the upside? How freaking psyched are the Bengals right now for not giving into this crybaby when it comes to, you know, I want a multi-year deal. I want a multi-year deal. Like, but you can't blame you... him for that. Like, What's dude, that? you know, you no, can't no, blame can't. AJ Green for that. I'm not going to blame him for that, but I mean, I'm just saying, you know, this is a guy who's been clamoring for that for two years, but he hasn't played. And yet fantasy owners, for some reason, are chasing 2013 AJ Green, not realizing that it's like seven years have passed already. Oh, no, I'm with you on that. I mean, I've always been an AJ Green fan, but I was completely out this year. We both agreed on it when we were doing our – FSG player prop draft. We were both looking for unders on green. I don't remember if we took the yards or the touchdown. We probably took the yards. I can't remember. But I think, too, these older players, man, you want to get out sooner than later. You don't want to be caught having them on your roster. And we're seeing, and I don't know if it's the short and off season, lack of training camp, but we're seeing a lot of these guys 30 and over just not doing anything. It And I don't know if they're aging quicker now. It's Is it a younger guy's game? But I tried not to take too many of them. You could tell me Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson, they're still not doing anything. I respect them. Well, I, it's I, amazing. I started Adrian Peterson. He got me a touchdown this, this past week. Uh, yeah, well, that's sometimes how desperate we are at the running back position. <laughs> we just kind of close our eyes and go, okay, yeah, fine, Peterson. But – 
you know, even like we yeah, we touched upon a little bit yesterday. T. Y. Hilton's thirty. I didn't think he was thirty. I thought he was like twenty eight. Yeah. Uh, he's been quiet. Marvin Jones is thirty. He's been quiet. AJ Green's thirty two. He's been quiet. So I don't know if it's the short and off season, and they're still trying to work their way into shape. But uh, I think we go through this at a lot of sports. A lot of times we're like, look, guys getting older, just get out before it turns bad. Except the one exception, which people keep missing on, and I, I, I take advantage of every year. My guy Nelson Cruz. I'm gonna keep taking that guy until he's 48. <laughs> I don't give a damn, man. That dude never slows down. <laughs> I write the same article year after year. Nelson Cruz undervalued again. Thank you. Oh my God! You know what? It's so funny. I was actually writing that article in the late 90s, early 2000s, and his name was Raul Labanez. Oh yeah, it's another good one. Yeah, he had some really good years. Year after year. So, yeah, there's something that burned us. But I think more often than not, if you kind of fade those veteran players that are aging, I think you are going to come ahead most of the time. Yeah. Oh, I think you are also. I mean, you know, just, just get out while the going is good. They're, you know, really. Yeah. Uh, it's just when a guy is when, is when he's done, he's done. I mean, how many times have we just seen a guy – you know, uh, for age, just fall off a cliff. I mean, like, really just fall off a cliff. So No, it's true. And you know what? It's so funny because I was talking before the year. I was like, look, one of these years, because you never see a steady decline. It just smacks you in the face and you're like, damn, where did that come from? And I said before the year, I said, it's going to happen to Julio Jones. I was like, I don't think it's going to be this year. I think he has one more year in him. But you see receivers, his size, all the little things he's dealt with. I'm like, I'm cool, I'm cool with him this year. And he was starting to fall the mid-late second round. I'm like, damn, this is crazy because everyone was running back hungry. <sighs> Maybe I was right. Maybe it's this year with this hammy. But again, I didn't say it was going to be this year, but I said it's going to happen. No, but yeah, soon. like that's the funny thing is that I, you know, dipped out on Julio a number of places because of that conversation that you and I had about that. Right. Oh, okay. So we did have it too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I 100%. just, I, I just looked and I'm like, mm, one of these years. And the, here's the thing when you look at the last few years, like there's no indication to go, oh, yeah. Now, some of the underlying metrics. His yards per reception last year was 14.1. That's the lowest it's been since 2013, but it was 14.8 in 2018. So it was little things, but nothing that you, that really alarmed you and said, oh, yeah, this is definitely. I mean, his yards per target was 8.9. That was the lowest of his career and actually one full yard less than 2018 at 9.9. So maybe that maybe those were signs. I don't know, but it's a hamstring injury. He probably he tried to play through it, and we know it. You can't come back so quick. And maybe, the, maybe the Packers were smart here with Devontae Adams, and they said, "Look, we're not messing around. We can win this game without you. We have a bye in Week Five. We have bigger plans. We want to make a run. Rodgers is rejuvenated. He's playing great. Sit it out." Yeah, hundred percent smart. Very, very smart. Listen, we've talked about that, you know, ad nauseum too. Uh, you know, just wanting guys to sit out for a little while longer just to make sure. Play the long game. We get it. You're competitors. You don't want to sit out. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's more valuable to the team if you uh, heal properly. I mean, God damn, how many times have we seen 
uh, guys come back too soon from injury and then they re-injure it and you're just like, I, I knew it. You couldn't take that one week off. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, um, all right. So we've hit the wide receiver position, tight ends. We kind of dabbled into that last night. There's really not a lot. As far as there, I think, you know, the, the question on everybody's mind, Adam, is everybody wants to drop Hayden Hurst. They're so, like, it's so funny when a player uh, doesn't deliver, you know, what, you know, what, what the, the hype and the helium throughout the preseason uh, brought there. Um, it, it's just, it's very, very comical to me uh, when that happens. So, you know, they want to drop him. I think it's a little nutso to, to to drop him, especially if you're just, you know, rotating in a Robert Tanyan or a Jimmy Graham or, you know, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, have you ever seen a guy uh, so unproductive with a, um, you know, with, with, with seven targets a game? I mean, it's just never, never happens there. So, Dwayne um, Haskins. Yeah, Haskins too. The only guy that's surviving with him is McLaurin. That's unbelievable, right? Shows how good McLaurin is. So, I mean, are there? I mean, so let's let's set Hayden Hurst and his disappointment right now as the baseline. Any any tight ends you could possibly think of who are sitting on the waiver wire that you would be like that might intrigue me. Uh, Tanya's still available in a lot of leagues, not in and now he has a buy this week. So you have to take that into account. Uh, Yahoo, it looks like around 29, 30 uh, percent. But the guy I think who might have been dropped last week, who I love the matchup this week, Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. So if he's out there, they've been throwing to him more each game. And um, they have the Eagles this week and Eagles have been getting uh, shredded by tight ends. Uh, obviously, George Kittle inflated that number, but we've seen a couple of uh, other teams put up numbers on the Eagles. Uh, Higby had his three-touchdown game against them. Your guy, Logan Thomas, you just brought up, scored a touchdown on the Eagles, four for 37. Uh, so he would be the guy. Um, Mo Ali cox I think, is the problem is just, man, that offense is not throwing at all, man. Did you see and, Trey Burton got five targets to Mo Alley's yeah, man. two? 36 snaps, bro. What, what are we the- doing? Like, dude, you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be a football guru. If you watch Doyle, Burton, and Mo Alley cox it's kind of clear who's the better guy. Why don't you use him? I don't know. That's just me. The usage is just not there for him. I was hoping maybe the Colts get smart and use them, but uh, I don't know. I don't know either. It really, it just absolutely boggled my mind. Boggled my mind. But, all right. So so the tight end position's a little trashy. We don't love the wide receivers. Invest your bucks in running backs. And, you know, you got a couple of decent streaming options at the QB position. So go out. Be aggressive where you need to be aggressive. Um, you know, always hold back a little bit for the, the tail end of the season. But, I mean, listen, I, I think this is this is, a week, this is an important week. With the number of running back injuries, uh, you cannot afford to, uh, to, to be like, mm, I'm just going to hold back a couple of dollars or I'm going to save my waiver priority. I don't think this is the week for it. And especially if you're a team that's one in three, Oh, and four, something like that. So, 
Uh, that's going to do it for us here tonight on Anti Up. Uh, best of luck setting all your waivers. Uh, make sure it happens beautifully. Adam and I will be back tomorrow. We'll recap some waiver talk and then, uh, and then maybe check in with some some MLB and best bets and and see what we're going to do as far as uh, you know. Can the Heat come back from the Lakers down three to one? It's going to be a dicey situation. Um, but thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, big thanks to uh, Shannon Blunt for all the editing work that she brings to the table for us. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Andy Up. We'll catch you next time.